Let's take a look at the board. And the categories are... Potent Potables. Joey, you like movies about gladiators. You're no messiah, you're a, you're a movie of the week. So you listen to me and you listen well. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. Well, howdy, everybody. This is the Potent Pictures Podcast. This is Dave. As always, I'm joined by Sean, Peter, and Matt. Say hello, guys. What's up, what's up? Hey, hey. Oh, oh, that man. was awful. Uh, Matt. <laughs> Matt, don't worry. There's no Star Wars today. No Death Star. So you can you can perk up a That's little you bit. Just, you, just, you just ruined that by even bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just assur- I'm just giving you assurances that you know we're only going to talk about the Marvel Universe. No Death Stars. Nothing like that in here. So you're going to be okay. So, as always, you know, you can always follow us at Potent Pictures uh, on Twitter, and please email us at potentpicturespodcast at gmail.com. We're still waiting for our first email. Um, I'm a little disappointed none of our family has actually sent us anything. It's kind of disturbing. Don't admit these things, Dave. I totally, you know what, this is all about honesty here, guys. We're here for our honest opinions, and I'm a little hurt. I'm a little hurt. Might be, might have to actually make some phone calls to my parents about this and be like, you know. What, you should be supporting me in my in my dreams, but I guess not. But anyway, all right. So um, as always, we like to go around and see what everybody's watching and drinking. So uh, let's start with Matt tonight. Matt, what you drinking and what were you watching this week? So I actually just watched the. Uh, I saw that Kevin Hart's kind of show stand up special had made it to Netflix very quickly, uh, which I appreciate. So I watched that last night. Pretty good. Pretty you know pretty entertaining. He's a funny guy. Um, you know, it, it was hit or miss in, in some of the, some of the jokes, definitely overall good, but some of it was cause kind of bigger than I'm usually, uh, into, but damn funny guy. I like the, I, I really like the way he presented the material. He had the whole set kind of support the stand up. you know, not, not props, not prop comedy or anything like that, but, uh, he kind of used the, the visuals, the screens behind him to kind of add some visuals to the jokes just subtle enough to, to not be overwhelming, but uh, overall a good show. So it's on Netflix, no reason not to check it out. And similarly, I guess I was on a stand-up kick, so I watched the uh, Dave Chappelle uh, stand-ups that were recently added to, to Netflix. And at this point, I'm pretty sure everybody that's interested in watching them have watched them, but uh, definitely worth checking out. I'd say of the two, I preferred the first uh setup that he had but uh, overall definitely check them both out there's no reason not to it's Dave Chappelle it's good times so Matt real, real quick on that so it's only two episodes for that right now is, is for Dave yeah Chappelle? right now I don't know the contract is definitely okay. for more than that but um, as of right now there's only two out okay I, I, I was about halfway through the second one and I didn't I didn't know if there was a third one that I just, I just hadn't gotten to it yet yeah not but it was uh, good yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you it was very good, good fun yeah I actually watched it this week too Matt it's uh yeah, they were, I thought they were funny. The, so the first one was the L.A. one. Is that the one you're talking about versus the Austin one? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, I like the I like that, too. The uh, Was it? Yeah, the O.J. one was the L.A. one. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious, too. Uh, and then the Austin one, I thought, did he actually talk about Kevin Hart uh, and so, the what now? Yeah, he actually, one? his son wanted to go to see Kevin Hart. <laughs> And when he looked up the prices, <laughs> no, to, when he looked great. at the price, prices to go see Kevin Hart, he was pissed because they were more expensive than his show, <laughs> which I, I, I thought was was damn funny. And then he does go back; he takes his son to go after, after the show to go see Kevin Hart um, backstage, and Kevin Hart gives his son a jersey that says "Hart" on the back or something <laughs> like that, and tells tells uh, Dave Chappelle's son to put that jersey on whatever he wants to piss off his dad. 
And I thought, you know, it was, it was all live footed, you know, kind of good jabs and stuff. I thought it was good fun. So I don't think that ruins it because obviously his delivery is 90% of it. So it's still worth watching it even if we ruined it. But, and the first one, the OJ Simpson ties were, were very well done. Very well done. So yeah. What, what about you, Peter? What are you watching? Oh, wait, uh, real quick. I am successfully drinking a Lagunitas IPA this week and I'm pretty excited about it. Good job. I, Congratulations. My, my, you want my, everybody to know about it. Too. I do. My reading comprehension is just clearly incre- improved, so I'm pretty excited. But yeah, what about you, Peter? So we actually just watched yesterday The Founder. The It's kind of the somewhat biopic about the Ray Michael Kroc. Michael Keaton. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Michael Keaton, you've got uh, BJ Novak, um, trying to think of his name from Parks and Rec. Uh, Chris Pratt. Yeah, <laughs> if only we are. We are going to talk about him. He is. It's true. Everybody loves him. Rob Lowe. <laughs> no, um, it's got uh, Nick Offerman is in it, and Nick Offerman has no facial hair. Which the first thing my wife and I thought was, you know, who the hell is this guy? Like, oh, it's Nick Offerman. You, you <laughs> if you want to see Nick, if you want to see Nick Offerman without facial hair, you should watch Sin City or Twenty Four. He's not in Sin City. Oh, Google's your friend on that one. All right, we're, we're going to get back to this later so we don't slow down the podcast. Yeah. But um, so, so yeah, we watched The Founder. A really good movie, really interesting just because it kind of talks through a lot of things about the McDonald's Corporation that you most likely don't know. So uh, one piece, and I'm not going to say spoilers because it's just it's common knowledge if you Google it, but uh, Mc, McDonald's makes their money because they are one of the largest landowners in the world. So they actually purchase and lease all the land for the stores and that's how they make their money not through just through the sales of burgers so um really interesting to see how that came about so i won't spoil that piece and and kind of interesting to see what a dick ray Kroc was uh so you know they they talk through the actually original mcdonald's brothers and in terms of you know what what they did and how they came to be about the move or about the the restaurant so overall, really interesting. Definitely would recommend it to folks. I think there's a lot of good people, a lot of fun. Um, and in terms of what am I drinking, saw at the grocery store last week, anybody who knows New Belgium for Fat Tire, they actually have a new summer one, which is Juicy Watermelon, which is essentially just a, an ale that is a little, a little fruity. Uh, pretty good. Definitely worth, worth checking out for anybody who hasn't had it. So Sean, what are you watching? What are you drinking? Um, sort of just to follow up with Matt, with what Matt was saying, I, um, I was watching the, uh, Dave Chappelle comedy specials, uh, this weekend as well. Uh, I also caught up on a little bit of, um, outside watching. Uh, I went to go see the movie Free Fire this week, um, which was the one we had talked about in our last episode about seeing as a group, which, uh, we, uh, chose, ended up choosing not to go as a group. So I decided to go anyway, but, um, I think the overall, uh, film itself. I'm just going to give a quick little review of that. I think the the idea in theory was good. Uh, the execution, not so much. Um, had I've seen sort of a lot of reviews that said the similar thing that I thought was that it has like a Tarantino vibe without the Tarantino narration. Um, so are you guys familiar with Cillian Murphy, the actor? Oh yeah, come on. Yeah, I figured you would be, but. Uh, yeah, I thought he was 
I thought he well, was pretty good in this well, movie. For, like, for, the, for those for those that aren't familiar, at least drop a, a common role. Potentially, Batman Begins. Maybe Scarecrow. Batman Begins. He was in uh, another or the entire trilogy. Inception. Oh, I guess he wasn't. He was Touché. Inception. He's a Christopher Nolan guy. He's gonna be he, in uh, yeah Dunkirk. Yeah, he's a pretty popular British actor. For those of you that might not know, but he's uh, I, I I believe one of his. Um, First roles that he was in, I guess you would say it was 28 Days Later, right? Um, is that that's, 20, that's Cillian Murphy, right? 28 Days Later, yeah, he was great in that. And then Intermission was an Irish movie he was in that was pretty damn good. I have not seen that. But yeah, I, I tend to like what I was getting at is I tend to like the films he's in. And he was pretty, I thought he was pretty good in this movie. Um, I think, <laughs> here's a name we drop a lot of, uh, it seems to be a Chateau Copley. He, I thought he was funny in the movie. Um, his delivery is just, is pretty special. He had a whole line. He's talking about how people were like, what the fuck are you? And he's like, I'm South African English. <laughs> and I'm like, he's, I'm just like you. Cause like, these guys were a bunch of like English, Irish guys. And he's like, I'm just your South African cousin. And I thought that was pretty funny. But, uh, the movie itself was a little, little weird. Didn't, I think I had mentioned to Matt that I liked the first half of the film. The second half was kind of a, it's sort of went off into nowhere but uh hopefully uh you guys check it out anyway it's still it's still worth a watch um and then last but not least i gotta make a comment because i put this as my uh potent picks last week the uh premiere last night of silicon valley great show i gotta gotta start started watching that last night so um yeah that's all i got really into this week besides the couple movies we're going to talk here talk about here today with marvel so yeah that's all i got this oh and not to be uh not to be remiss but i um i'm drinking a nice little sazerac i broke into my rye whisk sazerac rye whiskey um i made my myself a cocktail with uh i have simple syrup and i have uh bitters i don't have absinthe though so it's sort of a half-assed sazerac at best but the absence you're just supposed to rotate in the glass yeah more or less but it still adds a nice touch interestingly enough i actually did have a sazerac this weekend and i was very upset by it because it actually had too much um absinthe in the glass it didn't they didn't swirl it properly and it just kind of stayed in it too much it was very sweet it was not as not my favorite one so was that the goblet picture that you sent us dave uh yes the one that i refer to as the um i chose wisely it was not. It was the it cup, was of, not a cup, the of, cup of, of a carpenter. carpenter. It was. It was, it was not. not the cup of a definitely carpenter. Not. I chose pulling definitely that not. <laughs> So, I actually just I, luckily uh, from last week's discussion, I was talking about. I was watching that Thirteen Reasons Why, um, very uh, somber, very uh, series on Netflix. Uh, and if you don't remember, if you didn't listen last week, it was the show about a young high school student. She uh, commits suicide and then releases these thirteen tapes to the 13 people uh, that she be- she felt were the, re- the co- that done stuff to her that caused the actual, uh, for her to s- commit suicide. Either they didn't help her or they, you know, actions they committed uh, may have drove her to it, where it was that they weren't our friend or in certain cases. Unfortunately, you know, this is a very serious topic. There were multiple rapes in the actual thing. So if you're, if you're listening and you're debating on showing it to your children, I would consider heavily watching it first and decide for yourself. Um, I would say the first 12 um, episodes were were uh, enlightening in that aspect. The 13th one, I I was actually kind of had a hard time watching it because they legitimately actually showed her 
doing it. And it was just not, not the best thing in the world. So from a serious note, I would say consider watching it. But um, unfortunately, that took up most of my time because that was a very emotionally draining uh, show. But on a lighter note, uh, I did watch Guardians of the Galaxy the other day, uh, which is always, you know, a great little watch to go back to. So that was a nice little pep up from that, unfortunately, very well put together show. However, you know, it's kind of emotionally draining. Hey, hey Dave, and to, Dave, not to, not sure. to sidetrack on that. Um, you said tapes, and I think I read. Was it did this did this take place in like in the in a, like the eighties or nineties or? So they so I'm not sure when the book was actually written because it's actually a, it was based on a book, and I'd have to look it up. But but basically, what ended up um, she used cassettes, and you know, no kid there actually understood how to use them, and there was just you know they built one character around the fact that he liked doing old school stuff on cassette tapes, which was strange. You would think he would go back to the records, but regardless. Okay, so she was marketing for a tapes. vintage store. Yeah, you would think, but does anyone actually listen to cassette tapes anymore? Do they even sell those? Eight tracks stood around for a long time. Those were you'd always see jokes about people loving missing their eight tracks after cassettes and CDs came. So I guess there's got to be a few crazy people that like cassette tapes. But, well, I assumed with the. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking uh, like videotapes. Like I didn't. Records. I didn't expect well, it to be cassettes. That was, okay, that, yeah, that's why no, I was curious because I wasn't sure. Because I apologies. no no it's fine. I was just no. You, you said it right. I was just curious because when sometimes I still say record or you know things that are referencing videotape or something like that. So I wasn't sure if it took place now or with the internet and that would be a problem or if it was if it was back then. So it sounds like it takes place now, but she's still or within the past decade or two and. She's still using. Cassettes. Oh no! Like it's it's 2017. They actually oh, okay. threw out a date okay. on one of okay. the things. So yeah, it was it was the nowadays. Like she received her cassette player from the guy, and she was like, didn't know how to use it. Basically, that was one little scene, and I thought that was kind of funny because now you know, I know about y'all, but we grew up with them. I mean, hell, I think my first CD. And I don't know about y'all, but my first CD was Ace of Base. I think was back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, Great CD. But that was that. <laughs> but like all before that, it was you know all the cassette tapes so we knew exactly how to utilize them i remember getting the first cd player and getting it into the car the only way we could actually use it in the car was to insert the cassette that uh the cassette tape transmitter remember that oh, yeah. thing? and then you had to get a uh, rumble resistant or shock resistant cd player because otherwise oh, your man. car would yep. completely skip the cd and that thing would just suck the battery those were the best i remember that peter your uh, your daughter will never experience those Wonderful memories. If it makes you feel any better, Dave. I still have a uh, my car still has a cassette player in it, so I'm probably one of the last cars that actually has that. How old is your car? Fourteen years, going strong. Woo-hoo. Do you have to crank it to start it up every day? No, I still have 140,000 miles. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, exactly. I keep good. My, you don't drive. I keep. I gotta. Take care of my I got stuff. a ten-year-old. Keep them in check. I got a ten-year-old car, and I got one hundred and seventy. Yeah, well, that's why your car's in the in the pooper. Fair point. Fair point. All right. Anyway, so let me let's get away from the slightly depressing uh, topic of uh, things. We'll go a little bit more lighthearted. Cassette players um, and cars. It's slightly depressing. I'm depressed. Uh, yeah, sure. Maybe well, feel old. Keep drinking. Anyway, so big thing we were gonna talk about tonight was uh, we were kind of start kind of talking the uh, the Phase Three and Guardians of the Galaxy with the anticipation of. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 dropping Friday after next. And um, we were just going to go through the initial thoughts on this. So what are y'all feeling on just the initial trailers? We'll we'll go back to the regular Guardians, Guardians after this, but I kind of want to get y'all's initial thoughts on the uh, any of the trailers that may have dropped as of recent. I know we, we've always talked about how the uh, the trailers reveal a little bit too much. 
did y'all think that's just, that's going to happen in this particular instance or not? How y'all thinking? So, uh, Peter, I'll go ahead. Oh, well, Matt, go ahead. So, um, the first teaser I thought was fine. It was good fun. I don't think it revealed too much. Just had a you know baby Groot, had Rocket, um, some good interaction between the characters. Um, you know, kind of remember, you know, reminiscent of the characters that we all knew from the you know the first movie. But it was one of those things where I I was I enjoyed the first one so much I didn't even care about the trailers. I just wanted to know when to go see it. So I've been trying to avoid where possible all the various you know different trailers I've had just because every additional scene kind of adds more to it, which we've all kind of touched on. So regardless of uh, which of the you know other trailers are coming out, and I know there's been some that have shown some of the new characters that have been added. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I have high hopes for it. I'm trying not to, you know, it's going to be tough to live up to the original, so I'm trying not to uh, get too hyped about it, but looking forward to it. And the fact that James Gunn's already going to be back for the third one, uh, you know, makes me, you know, pretty confident that it's it's probably heading in the right direction still, so that's good. What about you, Peter, since I jumped ahead? Yeah, you jerk. No, um, I not to retread what you said, Matt. I think I'm excited as well. I'm looking forward to it. I think from what I've seen... It looks like they're taking a lot of the same kind of things that hit it off in the first one and then, you know, continuing with that. So I'm looking forward to it. I think your first question, Dave, have they been revealing too much? I have seen, I think, all the trailers that are out for that one so far. I haven't been disappointed with how much they've shown because it doesn't look like they've... They haven't cut a trailer yet that's given away kind of plot start to finish, which I think they've done with almost every other movie. In fact... Real quick call out for that. I saw a longer trailer for the new The Mummy, and it basically really does show you every single beat of that movie. So um, I'm happy they haven't cut a trailer like that yet. Um, I have a feeling that if there are any new longer trailers that come out from now until then, I'll probably just ignore them since we're close enough that I can I can wait, and I'd rather not spoil any more of the movie. But yeah, definitely looking forward to it and looking forward to to chat about. The first Guardians in a minute. So, uh, Sean, what did you think? Yeah, I think this, we sort of touched on this a little bit, but like the hype train that's behind this movie is a little bit concerning and it's hard not to know uh, what's going to be coming with all of the trailers that they've released. I mean, I'm hoping that they, to you guys' point, haven't given out a lot of uh, plot points. But, uh, I, you know, I, I'm a little excited for the film. I'm trying to temper my expectations because I went into Guardians of the Galaxy originally like with zero expectations, zero knowledge of really what the Guardians of the Galaxy were other than the fact that it was a Marvel comic that I like had no recollection of as a child. So I'm trying to keep that same uh, wonder, childlike wonderment, I guess you could say, that I had going into the first one. <laughs> Like the childlike princess? Uh, yeah, I guess you could say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, overall, I think I'm trying to, with the expectations tempered, I'd say I'm excited to see what the film's going to look like. Um, from the trailers that I have seen, I think it, the cohesion that the cast had from the first film seems to be there again. And really looking forward to seeing what they, uh, you know, what they do in, with this one. And then uh, to Matt's point, to see what they do in the third one. So looking forward to it, but uh, you know, Dave, let's. Uh, what are you? Th- what are your thoughts overall? And then uh, you know, let's talk Guardians uh, one. Alrighty. Well, um, so I'm I'm actually really really excited about this. Um, like you, Sean, I went in with zero expectations. I really didn't know much about the Guardians of the Galaxy 
from like the initial like when the first when the first one came out really had no expectations had heard it was uh pretty good but i knew you know at this point we were already in the marvel universe so i was like obviously i gotta go see it doesn't matter i don't really have a choice at this point you know if you're staying with the whole thing um went in loved the first one and we'll talk about that a little bit later but uh, so i'm really kind of excited um in going to volume two i'm hoping i get the same exact feelings out of it because i remember walking out of the first one just like that was you know good stuff Music's, music was perfectly in tune with it, loved everybody, and I'm talking about the other one, but, you know, but this one, um, you know, it looked, like you were saying, it, it looks like the, uh, the palette around they kind of had, and that, and I don't want to quote last, last week's, uh, Fast and the Furious, or the Fate of the Furious, but it looks like that family, it's all about the family, and, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited about it, sorry I didn't really get too much into it, but I don't think it actually revealed too much, um, in terms of like the plot line, I have a vague idea of what's going to happen, and that's really about it. I'm curious if they're actually going to bring in another Infinity Stone into this one. Um, I met, I wanted to actually uh, figure out which Infinity Stones and where they're all located before we did this, and unfortunately I didn't have enough time, but I'd like to see if we can kind of figure that out while we're going through. So uh, other than that, I guess we can move into the Guardians, into the whole Marvel Universe, the Guardians of Galaxy 1, which, great soundtrack by the way. Uh, so, Matt? So, yeah, I mean, it was nice that we got to see our first real picture of Thanos. Uh, we got the, after one of the end credit scenes, we got to see him, um, I think it was the Avengers, when Loki was, was trying to do some work, and we we had the uh, the other, who was played by Alexis Denisoff, who, you know, a Joss Whedon guy from uh, Angel, uh, married to Allison, I'm blanking on her name, but... Uh, one of the girls from, or Michelle, uh, no, that's wrong. Allison Hannigan. Hey, Allison Hannigan, thank you. Um, so, yes, you know, she's a Buffy one. <laughs> in Buffy, yeah. And, and so, it's accurate. Sorry. accurate. She likes flute Sorry. and band. No, it's it's all good. That's <laughs> that's all I got hung up on. I was going to, you know, I couldn't say her name, bitch. Um, <laughs> but no. <laughs> nice, nice American Pie reference. But, you know, it was nice. That was the first kind of view of, of space. You know, obviously in Avengers, we, we the first Avengers, we did have a little bit of space action. Um, Thor, you know, of course, they're in you know, their realm, Asgard, but it's not really a space feel necessarily. So this was kind of a Guardians of the Galaxy was our first kind of real feel of, of space. And so it was nice. It's a good setup. We all knew that Infinity, War, Infinity Wars was, was kind of, you know, getting built up to. And so this, this was a good way to do it. We get to see that the collector with uh, Benicio del Toro, who's just fantastic and everything. So I, I love that he's he's in it, and I hope that he's going to continue to be. I don't know where the collector, you know, how how often he fits into the universe, but I want to continue to see him. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see Josh Brolin kind of take on that Thanos role. I wasn't a hundred percent sold on him, kind of like I wasn't a hundred percent sold on him in uh, in what we're going to see him as Cable. But uh, after seeing the Guardians of the Galaxy probably more times than I'd want to admit. He he's grown on me. He's okay, um, but but yeah, I, I think it's a good good kind of introduction to how they're going to play the universe, how they're doing the Marvel uh, kind of space, how they're handling it. So, looking to see where where this one takes us. I I love how vibrant the colors are, just in the way that they're shooting these things, the kind of design of the sets and the aliens. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of that in Guardians of the Galaxy two and the future future Avenger movies. What about you, Sean? Well. Um... Yeah, I guess going back to 
the overall uh, some of the points you made, Matt. I, I think that the the colors is they're great. I actually made a couple of notes about the sets because a lot of the points that we had when we had the um, you know a lot of the points that we came across in Guardians of the Galaxy initially with you know you starting out on Earth, you end up in the different worlds, uh, Nova Prime. Um, I can't think of all the other the places they went. The the prison. Um, they're really, I guess they really they're really cool. Uh, we have, I guess the characters and I think the the one of my biggest points that of these whole movies, they've done a great job with the casting. I feel like I can see each character playing the role that they're playing. Um, when it came down to Guardians of the Galaxy, I think that Zoe Saldana is. Gamora is a pretty, uh, I guess what's the word I'm looking for, that she has a lot of depth as a character, and I feel like she did a great job when it comes to the the depth of the character, the action sequences, the being the sort of quote-unquote love interest for um, Peter Quill uh, with Chris Pratt, and, and just their interactions on screen. Uh, overall, they all come together pretty well. And, and, and the, with Phase 2... I guess they did a great job, and to what you guys were talking about, how they set it up for Phase Three. The at the end of Phase Two, there, this film sort of introduces us to Thanos for the first time. It shows you a lot of the character that you had never really seen previously, um, and then they went on a they've kind of gone on a tear at the end of Phase Two and into Phase Three with the Infinity Stones, um, with the uh, Thor the Dark War. Thor Dark World uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy with um, Doctor Strange they just sort of you know brought Infinity Stone, Infinity Stone, Infinity Stone in those consecutive movies and as we continue to I think there's still uh, one that hasn't been discussed in the movie um, I guess we'll see what you know what, what's to come but uh, overall I like the way they set it up and I like to um, I like to see what's going to happen in these next couple of films. I, I, I'm assuming that either Thor Ragnarok or um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 are going to introduce the Soul Stone, which is the last remaining Infinity Stone that hasn't been uh, shown on film. But uh, it could be somewhere else that I don't know about. But what about you, Peter? What, do you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think I echo a lot of what you guys were both saying. I know for me, when I first heard about this movie, before there was any any casting, before they had really given any initial looks at what the folks would look like, I was totally skeptical. I thought it sounded ridiculous. When you read it on paper, there's a talking raccoon and a giant tree that just says, I am Groot. It just sounds completely odd and, and out of this world, and it didn't really fit for me. And I, I had no connection to to the characters, you know, I think you mentioned the same thing, Sean, you know, you didn't really know who they were or any of the background. So for me, I was, I was in the park of had no expectations. And when I went to go see it again, just kind of echo what you guys mentioned, it, it blew me out of the water. I was extremely impressed. I mean, I liked the movie enough. I saw it in theaters in the U S and I was on a work trip in Australia. And rather than go see beautiful Australia, I went to go see this movie again. So it just, it kind of shows how much I enjoyed this movie. Um, you know, just in terms of casting, you mentioned a little bit, Sean, but they really hit the nose on the head. And even from a casting standpoint, you, 
when I heard about who they were going to pick for each of the roles, you think Chris Pratt, you know, this kind of big doughy, doofy guy from Parks and Rec. How is he going to embody kind of, you know, the the leader of this team? And they just killed it. And there's no there's no question that he was he was the right fit. And everybody else was was a great fit as well. So just overall, super impressed with this movie. Um, I think we'll get into it in, in later parts of the, the cast, but, uh, you know, really enjoyed it. And, you know, I think like we all mentioned, it's really going to lead into the, to the next two. So, so Dave, why don't you round us out? What did you think? Well, I, you know, I've initially just want to give a shout out real quick to, um, the actor and the acting ability of one of the actors that we actually talked about last week. And it was Vin Diesel's range in this movie was <laughs> amazing. I don't think you could argue with anything. And, oh, I mean, he showed up every day to just, you know, he just blew it out the water. He may have only had six words total, but it's all right. He did his he did his damn duty. Um, but anyway, actually, I did see it originally with Matt. Matt, was this your first or second time seeing it with me? Because I know I was in uh, Fort Worth with you and went and saw it that uh, one time. Any recollection? I, I can't remember, but I know I saw it multiple times in theaters because... Okay. Like like Peter said, if I was in Australia, I probably would have gone to see it anyway, so, <laughs> and and would have would have been more than proud of proud to to have done so. This is well, I was film. I was proud. I'm just I'm just saying for anybody who thinks I you know visit nice countries <laughs> and I stay inside a hotel room or a theater, you know I like other things, but this movie is awesome. Oh, um, but yeah, like everybody else, I I enjoyed the hell out of it. I was very surprised when I walked out. Um, I was kind of on a I was kind of on a natural high from it. Uh, it was kind of the same way when I walked out of the Fate of the Furious, just because you're you're kind of like that was a fun movie. I enjoyed every single moment of it. You know they cast it uh, just perfect. Uh, again, you know I knew uh, Chris Pratt from uh, Parks and Rec, and again, like you said, he was the doughy fat guy. Perfect way to put him, and very scared of how it could possibly uh, turn into the you know the ripped. Uh, Peter Quill that he ended up having to be, but he turned it around quite nice. Apparently, his wife Anna Ferris really loved that that they uh, he turned it around. So good for him. Um, I was initially concerned with Bradley Cooper as the uh, as Rocket, and I don't know about y'all, but he and when we were watching it the other night, you kind of can only notice it's his voice here and there in certain things he says. Did y'all have that issue as well? Yeah, it's like they did something to his voice to slightly offset it or something like that or he was doing a voice yeah they might have i like to think it was him i like to think that he put his all into sounding like a raccoon <laughs> are they talking about um what was it uh mango uh oh god what was it burnt hair and mango chutney anybody get that no no reference all right anyway the three raccoons from i think it was a guy commercial talking about that but anyway oh, i thought you were talking about bits of panther from uh from ron burton <laughs> anchorman yeah. anchorman <laughs> no, sadly not. No, it's a Geico commercial, I think. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was initially I was you know thrilled with this entire movie. It was surprisingly a great movie to go back and rewatch multiple times, as apparently Peter has and and, uh, and Matt has. Sean, have you seen it multiple times? I know I have, probably about maybe ten times total. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I watched it twice in the last couple of weeks. Um, it, it. I just don't get tired of it. There's a lot of these movies like. I can't rewatch like Iron Man three. I can't rewatch. Uh, wait, wait. To be fair, Iron Man three wasn't good, so that's not a good. It's <laughs> not a great comparison. But I, 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 no, agree. I, said, I, I, agree. I can't rewatch Ant Man. I can't like some of these. Like, really? 
I, I was gonna say, Ant -Man this, was I, I think right, this and Ant Man are the two that I could probably rewatch the most. You think so? See, I, Ant Man's great. I think that I, I really like watching the Captain America Civil War uh, a couple times. I liked watching the. Uh, I, I tend to like the Captain America movies. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, who am I kidding? Of course, I know why. Anthony Mackie, solid gold. But uh, that's by the here. way, <laughs> he is coming to Houston. Yeah. Um, FYI. Uh, May. You're not a sponsor, Dave. Don't plug it. Dave, nobody wants to <laughs> hey, go to I'm Houston. Just say it. Nobody wants to go to Houston. Oh, Dave. but come on, it's it's a Mackie, man. Come on, he's gonna be here May 12th through the 14th. Just you know, throwing that out for everybody. What, what, it is Mother's Day. What, what does fine. he do? Like, why does he come places? He he's he's gonna come there and sit and uh, charge people. Oh for, oh, uh, it's a pictures and It's a comic. Yeah. It's a comic. Uh, comic yeah. oh, I thought he was just gonna be in Houston. You're like just wander, just hanging wander, out, wander the streets looking for Anthony Mackie. <laughs> I'm slightly tempted to pay the $75 to take a picture of him um, with me and have the cup that I caught from him at uh, Endymion. Because he was the... Or it was Bacchus, you're right, I'm sorry. Of course Sean knows that. And then <laughs> send it to Sean. And then it might be worth the 75 bucks just to have that picture and mock Sean for hours I on also end. caught beats from Anthony Mackie, and then I showed them to somebody and they dropped them on the floor and I was heartbroken because they were my Anthony Mackie beats <laughs> from my first Mardi Gras. Did you go about say you went to... Uh, but yeah, it, it, I think that there's a lot of these these movies, unlike some of the Fast and the Furious movies, have uh, staying power. So the but but to get back to where we were, and I, I apologize for sort of going off on a tangent. I think that the uh, these movies are exciting. They're fun. They're they're just you know they're just made for people to enjoy for multiple multiple times. I was just going to add to Sean's, I, I think I called out Ant-Man for, for not really any, I do love Paul Rudd, but uh, I, I think you're right, Sean. I, most of them are very rewatchable, uh, even after watching Guardians of the Galaxy this, this weekend, which I actually watched with the commentary from James Gunn for the first time, which I'd recommend if that ever sounds interesting to you. He's a very positive guy, and it's worth worth uh, checking out. But I actually did watch the Captain America um, Winter Soldier, because that's just a fantastic movie. The uh, Russo brothers are, are just awesome, so I'm looking forward to see what they do with the Avengers movies. But uh, I agree, the Captain America movies overall, just most of them are very rewatchable. So, just wanted to agree. And and, and, and I agree, and and I think that like they were saying, uh, I think what Sean was saying is that the whole series is, and when I say series, I'm talking about the whole Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe is very rewatchable. I mean, it hits kids all the way up to adults, then and it and everybody loves it. It's it's very odd that they were able to pull and you know I think from a if we look at it from a, a huge universe they kind of set up the best way to go and how many how many movies are we talking in years what was um, Iron Man was that 2000, 2000 it was 2008 really 2001 like 10 years sweet Jesus Dave I don't know man I don't remember anything so it's been only it's only been 10 years of this this is a, I'm actually kind of impressed. Yeah. I thought it was a little bit longer. Well, they've been doing they've been doing two or three a year, give or take. Um, so Thirteen that, movies that, total. That, if you don't count the Hulk, uh, Incredible Hulk, not the original Hulk. That one doesn't count. That Ang Lee one doesn't count. Wait, why would you not count the Incredible Hulk though? No, no, I'm well. I guess I don't it's know. Part, Is that included? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's part of it. I mean, that's why you have um, William Hurt back oh, in that's, it for. Uh, Okay, that's true. I guess I guess that carried over. I was thinking nothing else really carried over, but William Hurt did. So, so we'll give that to him. You just really, you just really wanted to see Ed Norton. 
Well, I, I just, you know, I figured he wasn't included since what happened to him? Did he get crazy face surgery or did he hulk himself into a different person? Just... Possible. I mean, he did, he did shoot himself with gamma rays and turn into a big green monster. So there's a possibility that, you know, more gamma rays would make him into a weird looking human. This is true. Or, you know, so there's always that possibility. And, and real, real fast, Peter, you said that Incredible Hulk wasn't included. They actually had like a little couple Easter egg scenes at the, uh, in the movie that to, to what David was saying. Um, besides uh, the actor there, there's a couple other things that, that show up in later films, but yeah. What what shows up in later films? I'm trying to think. So at was. the end of Incredible Hulk, they have uh, Tony Stark come and talk to uh, General William Hurt's character. I can't think of his name. Yeah, William Hurt, yeah. It, yeah. That's the biggest thing is that the fact that Iron Man, Tony Stark shows up. So, uh, but does something, part of it. does yeah. something else so, happen in later films though? Because that's, that's what I was thinking of. Well, they they, re- they reference New York damage from Incredible Hulk when they're when some, somebody's talking to Hulk in one of the Avengers movies. They bring it up. It's it's canon. It's it's part of it. They just never talk about how his face changed or his body, or, or about how he made another movie three years earlier that was terrible. We just never speak of that one. That one never happened. It's <laughs> kind of it's kind of like Iron Man three. Let's be honest. Sorry, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go randomly, but does does everybody hate Iron Man three? I got to know this. So I loved Shane Black after Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and learning that he created uh, Lethal Weapon. So I was very excited for Iron Man three, and overall it was kind of it was kind of a letdown. Um, it was okay. the The Guy Pierce character was a little um, cartoonish for me, if that makes sense. The the I, I just watch the just watch the how it should have ended for Iron Man three, and y- you'll kind of see <laughs> i'm usually not that critical of th- i'm usually not that critical of things but it was just so bad you know it's still fine if it's on i won't leave the room or anything like that but yeah i miss i miss john favreau that is a great recommendation for anybody who's never heard of it how it should have ended does a bunch of spoofs on how movies should have ended with cartoons and uh i will say though it's hard to call out any movie with that because they basically they they usually give a good reason for how every movie's ending is terrible so and they do and it's right, because it should have ended like two minutes into the movie, because any rational person, but then we wouldn't have a movie. So, anyway, anyway, so, um, so back to Guardians, we're going back into it, right? So, everybody basically sounded like they loved it, you know, enjoyed the heck out of it, but um, going into it, very, you know, sketchy on it, but I kind of want to talk about how the... I, actually, I was kind of excited for it. I, I knew I liked James Gunn from uh, some of his previous work. And while I wasn't 100% familiar with Guardians of the Galaxy, I was excited for Chris Pratt because, uh, you know, anybody watch Everwood back in the day? Always, always liked him in that. Shout um, out WB. Yeah. And, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, I, 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 was, uh, <laughs> I was a fan, if it makes matter for anybody. Uh, Thanks. What's his name? Uh, Treat. Uh, yeah, Treat the, Williams. Treat yeah. Williams, yeah. <laughs> Deep Rising. If you want to see an absurd, uh, absurd horror movie, Deep Rising with Treat Williams is good times. Um, but no, it also had Agent Forty Seven. Emily Van Camp was also in Everwood, so you've got a couple Mar- Marvel um, characters that were uh, previously Everwood stars. So I-, I was pretty excited for it. I, you know, I, Bradley Cooper. I I think Dave, you mentioned it. I wasn't sure how he would do as a raccoon, but he did fantastic. So no complaints. I was I was pretty excited. So and it still lived up. So it did not sound like Bradley Cooper trying to do a raccoon voice. It was very. It it fit the character perfectly. Whatever he did. And there was only like legitimately only one or two times at which point I was like, "Oh yeah, that was that's uh that's Bradley Cooper. That sounded exactly like him." 
which was, you know, to me is a, a great thing. And, you know, as always, Groot, our favorite Vin Diesel character, over, I don't know, between between Groot and um, and uh, Dom, which is the best uh, Vin Diesel character? Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would say just like Matt was Riddick. pretty excited, just Riddick. like Matt was pretty excited, or, or Dave was pretty excited about uh, about uh, the raccoon with Bradley Cooper, I was also likely concerned about Vin Diesel tarnishing his legacy with a tree so um glad to see it worked out really well and the guy seems to be doing pretty pretty well for himself i guess with uh, a couple more uh, fast and furious movies in the pipeline um, hey no one's gonna no one's gonna argue with that um so one of the one of the ones that i had not really known about and um was kind of was kind of concerned was actually um uh, Dave uh, Bautista, I I didn't really know him too much from the WWE. I think it was WWE, correct? Um, and bringing in a wrestler into that, but his the way he played that role as uh, Drax was insanely perfect. I, I don't know about y'all, the dry humor he he brought in, and it wasn't even humor; it was just the literal terms. I thought his comedic like delivery was just perfect in this movie, even though it was technically unintentional. Um, no, how'd y'all feel he did? T- in timing, his time? timing was perfect. You're right. It, it was spot on. Yeah. He, he was a huge breakout for me in that, that movie. He stole every scene. Um, even just the scene where he's laughing as they, as they go and th- they have the Milano <laughs> and it's shooting up all the, uh, the Cree, uh, no, the, whatever the Cree folks were. Yeah. Um, and he's just laughing that totally stole the scene. So it's just fantastic. I wasn't hundred percent sure. Um, just as you guys have all mentioned, the casting was phenomenal in this movie. You know Michael Rooker uh, to add on to it. It just it all worked, and he did a great job. What about you guys? So uh, actually, you brought up Michael Rooker. Um, I'm I was actually looking into it after the film because I was kind of intrigued. I'm like, why is this guy, you know, not doing more with that that arrow, right? His little uh, his little whistle arrow. And I looked it up, and apparently, um, he was part of the Avengers at one point in time. Or not the Avengers. I'm sorry, the Guardians of the Galaxy. He was actually one of them. I didn't. I did not realize that. So I'm kind of excited now that they're trying to. They, they brought him up, and now they're. I think at least in the previews, it seems like he's going to be a major part in this one as well. So I don't know if y'all saw that, and apparently that's the tie for um, Sly. Is it's a connection to Michael Rooker's character? So I don't know if y'all knew that. So Sly Stallone's. You know, everybody's kind of talking about the rumors oh, about his character yeah, in yeah. the movie, right? So his connection is. Um, is actually Michael Rooker's character as well. So it's somehow there's a connection between those two. Um, they really haven't revealed it, but that's where Sly's character is kind of coming into play. Sean, are you going to predict it's an Expendables uh, <laughs> tie? I, I mean, have we seen Chuck Norris in the trailer? I don't know. I'm, I'm a little uh, concerned. If you remember how the Expendables shows up, I mean, how he shows up in the Expendables, it's a pretty legit scene. So should I expect him to, should I expect him to roll up on a motorcycle with aviators? Maybe with a big old with a big skull ring on his knuckle. Yes, yeah, uh, Expendables talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we went on another tangent. Yes, uh, please. <laughs> um, all right. So going back into it. Um, yeah, I think we'll have a couple other people that are. You know, kind of, kind of like we just had in uh, Fate of the Furious. I think we're going to have one of those kind of team families. Yeah, we're going to have one of those family <laughs> growths by bringing it, bringing in somebody who maybe previously was an enemy uh, is going to kind of join up. But I think over the years they've been there've been different arc- incarnations of the of the team of Guardians of the Galaxy. I think the most recent one, like even the dog Cosmo, was one of them previously. 
And I think uh, for listening to the commentary, one of the main reasons they you know didn't do that was having a live-action dog next to a CG raccoon and tree would have really kind of ruined the whole feel of the movie. Uh, so th- that's... There's like a lot of different characters that were like a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like a group of guy, uh, guys and gals that keep changing. Uh, so the most recent version was the one that was in the film. So uh, I'm sure they're going to try to tie in other elements to of the storyline to this. And I'm actually sort of interested in seeing how they tie in, they finally tie in this to the rest of the Avengers because... That's there's the big if there's a big gap at all in the whole Avengers Marvel universe, it's the how does the Guardians of the Galaxy really fit in and how they how do they interact with uh, some of the other Phase Two turning into Phase Three with like Doctor Strange and with Thor Ragnarok coming up. I mean, I, it, there's a lot on the on the docket that this movie with their supposed five closing credit scenes. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how they tie them all together. So uh, I'm excited for that. <laughs> so you actually bring up an interesting point that I, I kind of wanted to ask you. Well, where do you? And I know you kind of mentioned it earlier, Sean. But where do y'all actually think the uh, the last stone? What what movie going forward? Do you think they're actually going to introduce it in the the next Guardians, or do you think they're going to save it for either Spider Man or, or Thor? Because if you if you if we look back, the and I'm I'm going to go by colors because I can't think of the name of the stones. The blue one was actually in Captain America, correct? The Tesseract, the red one, yeah. Yeah, the Tesseract was in that one. The red one was in Thor uh, Dark World. Um, yellow was Avengers Age of Ultron. Green was... Uh, which one was that? Green, green we just had in Doctor Strange. And Guardians of the Galaxy the time stone. The, the time stone was how he, like, in Doctor Strange, how yeah. he kind of held, you know, how he sort of manages time or, like, holds time. Um, so the last, and you said the last one was the soul stone. That's the one that has yet to be like revealed. The power stone was the one that was like the orb was the one that was in uh, Guardians. Um, and then real, the reality stone is the one that I don't really remember um, uh, from. Like I, I don't really remember Thor, Thor the Dark, Dark World. But uh, Peter, do you remember like Thor the Dark World and like how they tied in the reality stone? I honestly don't remember. I think that was one of those interesting ones where they they had a stone, but it I don't remember it having a part that really made sense. And honestly, I, that was one of the weakest movies for me. So I'm not I'm not a great person to talk about this one. I'll agree with you on that one. That was kind of the that was the the only Infinity Stone that I was kind of disappointed in in a way. You know what I mean? I agree with you on that one, Peter. It, so is that more disappointing than Iron Man three? Just just gauging the group here. Yeah, I think I would go. I I think I would go Dark World over Iron Man three. I'm gonna be honest. I don't I don't think that'll be a popular popular opinion, but I think, wow. I think that's where I would go. I uh, see. I I don't. I guess it's to your point, Matt. I don't even remember <laughs> Thor: The Dark World, so I guess I can't really can't really have a counterpoint there. So uh, we'll we'll take that as the worst one. But yeah, we'll see. I'm looking forward to the the Ragnarok though. So back to my question is which 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 movie moving forward do y'all think it's actually going to be? Because we we've technically you know it looks like they're kind of separating them out of um, uh, the different like series, right? So are they going to wait and bring another one into Guardians of the Galaxy? They're going to do it in, in Spider Man. Are they going to go back to Thor? Wait till Black Panther? I, I don't know. 
I feel like it's got to be Thor just because, and I think there's two things they're going to do in Thor. The first thing is if they're going to tie in Guardians, I think Thor is the movie to do it in. A, because I don't know if you guys have read anything, but in the trailer, and maybe it's a bit of a spoiler, but somebody noticed in one of the background scenes when you see, um, what's his name? I can't think of the actor from Jurassic Park who's in it, and I should know his name. Um, it's probably not Chris Pratt because would... <laughs> he's talking yeah. about Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, yeah. So one of the ones where you see Jeff Goldblum, you can actually see the collector's uh, hangout in the background. So, so obviously, you know, it's set in space. It's set in a similar realm. The colors are very similar, kind of as you called out, Sean, in terms of the bright colors. So I have a feeling they're gonna they're gonna somehow bring you closer to Guardians with Thor. And I have a feeling it makes the most sense to pull in a stone with Thor just because of where you are. Um, and you because know, every Thor movie has had a stone. Well, yeah, that and just in terms of, you know, whenever you throw stones on Earth, it always, you know, you have to have some big, long, convoluted explanation on why there's this magical, powerful stone from the galactic world that happens to be on Earth again. So I think it makes a lot of sense for it to be in Thor. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just my initial take from from what we've seen, which is very little. Okay, so, and then my, the so that's it, would actually bring into a nice follow-up, is how do y'all actually think they're going to get them into the Infinity Gauntlet? How is, you know, how they're all, you know, set up? Are you thinking they're going to start in this movie? And this is kind of my prediction on the, on the, on volume two, is that uh, somehow Thanos is going to actually get control of one of the stones in this particular movie, because he's got to start collecting them at some point, I would imagine, right? So I'm kind of thinking this is going to move forward into that type of situation. Well, the the last thing I heard was that Brolin wasn't... I, I, I don't think they were planning to have him film anything for a while. So it, it would be interesting to see whether he pops up. I, in fact, I think the last I read was the first time he may show up will be in Infinity War. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe there will be a cameo, one of the, one of the five post-credit scenes, but... I could see him showing up in Thor Ragnarok in like one of those post-credit scenes because I feel like this uh, I feel like this movie is going to have a lot of scenes that are going to try to tie into the upcoming movie, but with, like with how they relate to the Avengers. So I guess we'll see. Okay. Um. So uh, other than that, other than any other feel good, y'all want to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy? I know we didn't really talk too in depth in it, but. Um... I've got to call one thing out. I want to get you guys' opinion. And it's, so we were just talking about Thanos. And the first time we see Thanos, obviously, is the little teaser at the end of Avengers. But then the next time we really see him is in Guardians. And he's just hanging out on a meteor. Does anybody else find that scene extremely (laughs) odd that he literally is just floating in space? You know, somehow they're all breathing and, and... Beyond that, why are you just hanging out on a barren meteor? I mean, did, did anybody else kind of get taken taken out of the movie when you saw that? I, I, f- I feel like that's the they stick with that with all the bad guys. They always seem to be kind of in these very not realistic looking type situations in all the movies. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you on that one. It, it's kind of why. So I hadn't really. And who is his? Sorry. I was going to say, I I haven't really thought about it just because I was familiar with him hanging out in just a giant ass chair like that from like, not that I've read a lot of comic books, but one of the ones I did read before Guardians of the Galaxy was was a kind of short six parter about Thanos. Um, And so he had a, he kind of had that kind of a 
area or, or thing that he sat on. I don't know if it was a, a rock or what it was, but it was kind of that same kind of feel to it. So I never even really gave it a second thought until you mentioned it earlier. So it's it's a fair point if you're unfam if you're unfamiliar, you, you don't you know you don't have it. Why why is this guy just sitting doing nothing for so long? And what else does he do? Yeah, it's a fair point for a guy for a guy who wants to control the universe. He's got some pretty like um, you know Spartan looking digs. You know what I mean? He isn't really glamorous about it. He's just kind of like sitting there chilling. He's like, meh. That's the other thing I'm really interested to see is, you know, just to continue on the Thanos thread is you don't see anybody that he controls. You don't see any army. You don't really see his entourage is literally the one guy that's hanging out with him who has his neck broken in Guardians. And then uh, Nebula, obviously, and, and Gamora a bit, you know, are supposed to be his daughters. But you don't see anybody else that's related to him. So I'm interested for when the reveal does come to see how they play up, you know, he's got to have a grand layer. He's got to have some sort of an army or some sort of a following. I'm really interested to see what they do with it because they can take it any direction they want. Cause there hasn't been any kind of historical uh, basis for where they may go with it other than comics. And I'm not a huge, um, you know, guardians reader or, or Thanos understander. So I'm just curious to see what they do with it. So are you thinking this is maybe his um, his neutral zone where he goes and communicates with everybody, perhaps? Could be. Like a, it's like a video chat? Yeah, I mean, if he has to talk to the Romulans <laughs> and the Federation at the same time, that's probably that's where he what goes. I, Thanks for good bringing that up. I knew uh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Either that or he's, he's just a really boring guy and he just likes to hang out on rocks. I mean, I don't know. He, so, and I agree with you. I'm kind of curious as to why he can't do this himself. Well, I think I think we all know he's going to because after Avengers, he even the kind of one line he had was like, "Okay, I'll do it myself." Or I'm sorry, at the end of Guardians. Um, so, I, I think we'll. I think I think he's gonna have to do it himself. Maybe he's just building, biding his time for a good opportunity until he knows for sure where they all all are. You know, just mm, perhaps that might be good. I'd be curious if they have a little cutscene where they actually go back and and at the end of this one maybe, because it's five cutscenes, right? That's so I'm the wondering rumor. if they're, yeah. So I'm wondering, or five end scenes. I'm wondering if it's going to be more of a, because how many, how many infinity? That's these? five so five far. Infinity so. So. There's six. So that, there's six that are so out six, there. There's six. I, I, but I'm, I'm wondering. You guys' page. I'm, I'm curious if they introduce it in this one or, um, and then they, the five are actually the something that happens to each one of those stones, as a cutscene. I'd be curious if that's it. I mean, five's a kind of significant number if you think about it. So. I don't know. It's just we're throwing out theories now. So, um, but any last thoughts going into this, guys? Because we're we're starting to push our uh, our time at this point. Um, any last little little tidbits you want to bring up about either Guardians of the Galaxy or Volume Two or anything on that? Just looking forward to the team. I really like the interactions in the first one. Um, looking forward to seeing, you know, that that dynamic continue in this one. And I also like, I feel like for Thor Ragnarok, it, it, it looks like there's a lot of devastation that's, you know, we see happening in the trailer, but it still feels like towards the end of the trailer, there's kind of a, a Guardians feel to it. And so I kind of, I, I am a big fan of the, that they're, it looks like they're keeping a consistent style and feel uh, for, for maybe what they're doing in that, that space realm or, or however they're, they're treating it. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Peter, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm really hoping that this one kind of has the same sort of tone as the first one in terms of, you know, being more lighthearted and less, 
uh, I won't say heavy handed, but, you know, Civil War really took it in a place where we hadn't gone too much with the Marvel movies other than uh, the second uh, Avengers. Um, So I'm really hoping that this one doesn't continue down that path of being more serious just because I really enjoy Guardians for that lightheartedness and for, you know, a lot of the comedic relief and, and getting to enjoy the time with the team and the characters. So I'm hoping they continue that. And I'm really hoping that, you know, they're able to add some of the more emotional moments, but with comedy as well. So, you know, as long as they do that, I think this is going to be a win. And, you know, even if it was super serious, I'm sure it's going to be a funny, hilarious movie, but uh, definitely hoping that's where it goes. Nice. And Shawnee? Yeah, I think one of the things that uh, I'm looking forward to most of all is how they're going to tie in Doctor Strange with Guardians of the Galaxy and with uh, Thor Ragnarok, which I I know we didn't really talk about this, but the closing credits scene of Doctor Strange, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it yet, uh, ties into Thor Ragnarok and and what's what's to be, uh, what's to, to come, I guess you could say. So I'm sure one of those five, uh, quote-unquote, five um, scenes at the end are going to tie into how Thor Ragnarok and how Doctor Strange come together and how they're going to relate to the Guardians of the Galaxy just because I feel like there's, out of all of the movies, those have the most, like, those three have the most similarities. So I'm excited for that and to try to see how they all come together at the end and really just continue to see how they incorporate everything into this galaxy and how the cast comes together and just has a uh, root and toot and good time. But uh, Dave, what do you think overall? Uh, I'm in the same boat with y'all on this. Um, I'm just kind of excited to see where this thing's going to go. Um, like I said earlier, I'm kind of, I'm more intrigued to see where, if the, uh, the last Infinity Stone actually will come up in this movie or if they're going to push it off to uh, Thor. Um, I think they're they're tie into all the different realms. I guess is that what they called them um, in in Thor. They've mentioned them multiple times of how they jump them over, and then in Guardians they brought it up. And that's really the, if I can remember correctly, really the only two movies that actually addressed how the different uh, or realms existed. And Earth is in one of those particular realms. Well, no, excuse me, Doctor Strange sort of picked up on it as well, if I'm thinking correctly. So I'm waiting to see how they're going to tie this back to kind of the Avengers of how they're going to introduce the whole um, different realms, uh, per se. But I guess maybe that would probably be a, more of a Doctor Strange tie-in because that's an Earth-based thing or something. I don't know. I, I'm The whole series in itself, just, you know, how they tie everything together, I think is great. I think they've done this just perfectly. There's no real, and I don't know about y'all, but maybe there's no real big questions about how or how they tie in certain things and how they're kind of bringing it together. There's no real big hangers or big uh, uh, holes in their plot lines. And unless y'all felt some, I'm just curious now, if anybody else you know felt that any of the big tie-ins were big hole plot holes. I haven't noticed any from uh, the, you know, for the past 10 years. Have y'all, out of curiosity? Not really. I think that's the one thing that they get a lot of credit for is the fact that they've tied everything together seamlessly. Um, but I, I don't want to speak for Peter and Matt here, but... Um, I'll say from my perspective, I think they've done a great job. That's and that's really what's held these movies apart from the DC movies and from every other comic book film series. What do you guys think? And and there's no Marthas. I, I think the only only plot holes that come to mind would be would involve Iron Man three. So um. <laughs> that and all the Death Stars. I think that's what really. I was going to say they, 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 I mean, did. I think I saw it in the background. There's a big problem in the MCU with the, with no. Uh, 
No Death Stars. No Death Stars. So being serious about Iron Man three. Pepper Potts has disappeared. Uh, he has a ton of ton of uh, suits that can fly by themselves and fight, and he doesn't use them. I mean, it's just it's just absurd. So I, I may have been speaking uh, <laughs> sarcastically, but I, I do feel like they. But they're not big enough in in terms of the overall universe. Certainly, nothing you know, nothing comes to mind. But. That's a good point, though, and just real quick, because Iron Man also kind of hangs up the suit, if you will, and then all of a sudden comes back with a suit. So it just they never touch on it. So it is an interesting point. There are a yeah. lot of un, untouched threads from that one. I blame Shane Black. Yeah, <laughs> that and uh, Thor hates Natalie Portman because she disappeared and nobody seemed to care. Which is a sin. I know. Indeed, like seriously, national was, treasure. Was there just no. You know, I mi- was there no chemistry. God. I miss her, but I- I'm pretty happy that they've kept Stellan Skarsgård for a while, so it's all right. <laughs> he, he has a certain <laughs> element of uh, hilarity that surrounds him. Yeah, you got those tidy whities going. You're, 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 you're in for a good time. <laughs> I'm jealous. He can really rock those things. Second. We'll all get to that point one day. You know that. Oh, what do you mean, will? I'm already there. Yeah, you have a child. You got that going for you. You're the bad bod. Uh, breaking you, bad action you, out in the RV. I just I just don't look as good as uh, Stellan or as uh, Walter White, so I'll get there one day. Are you are you just wearing a white beater and a pair of undies? Are you now is it long underwear or is it just like a tidy whitey full blue? I don't know. Let's not turn on our listeners too much. <laughs> seriously, Dave. Seriously. Hey, you know what? I figure we'll, we'll go out swinging. Uh, all right. Well, any uh any last comments on uh Marvel? Anything else? Can't wait. All right, so what do we? Uh, so how is everybody feeling before we get out of here? How about our potent picks for the week? Um, Peter, what you feeling? What you got? So I'm gonna throw back to an oldie but a goodie. Uh, we actually just watched Pee Wee Herman the other day. Uh, the movie, great movie. For anybody who who has nostalgic feelings about Pee Wee Herman or wants to uh, to see what it was like to live, I, th- I guess was that 80s, early 90s? Pro- I think yeah. early 90s, right? Anyway, we, you know, for us old fogies, uh, hilarious movie, completely ridiculous, super campy, really makes zero sense. But if you just want to have a, a random good time, uh, I would definitely call people to that one. Dave, what about you? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, you know what? I've actually haven't seen it in a while, but um, I'm going to always recommend in case people haven't seen it because it's one of these movies that uh, a lot of my coworkers haven't seen for some god awful reason. And it's seven. Um kind of popped up recently uh i watched it a couple weeks back and it's always one of those it's kind of to me it's kind of like the shawshank redemption and that if it comes on tv i'm gonna sit and watch it it doesn't matter what i have to be or anything like that i'm gonna have to sit and finish out the movie um if you haven't seen it great movie if you have seen it it's always a good one to go back to and uh that's all i got for for mine uh sean well i'm gonna sort of capture the uh Fast and the Furious that we talked about the last couple of weeks, but I think uh, a great movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson that nobody's really talked about is G.I. Joe Retaliation. I think if you haven't seen it, you really should check it out, and I'm absolutely kidding. The one I'm, the one I'm really talking about is Thank The God. Other Guys. Uh, I was so <laughs> The worried. Other Guys with uh, <laughs> a, a Adam McKay movie, uh, Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Sam Jackson have a little uh sort of rivalry with those two and it makes for a, a good story and there's a lot of tlc references which really hits uh the f gary gray tie so i, I really covered all of our bases over the last couple of weeks here 
with that uh, recommendation. So I think you guys should check it out. Um, what about you, Matt? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with a TV show and a, and a movie just because I can't decide. So movie wise, I got to go role models. Just think about Ant Man um, and Paul Rudd. I I absolutely love Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott in role models. I think 2008 2009. Uh, it also has uh, McLovin from Superbad. So good good fun movie. Um, Jane Lynch is in it as well. So if, if you haven't seen it or if you have, definitely check it out. And then from a TV show, I just kind of was talking to a buddy that, you know, we used to watch Futurama all the time, so it was kind of nice that we got to throw quotes back and forth to one, each, one another again. I haven't, I still haven't seen most of the new run, but if you get a chance, they're all on Netflix. There's no reason to not watch Futurama. It's, you know, Matt Groening, fantastic show. Can't get enough of it. I've, I've probably watched each one of those episodes more times than, than <laughs> probably every other show <laughs> that I've ever watched. So uh, definitely, definitely something I'd, always want to get people to watch is, is Futurama. So, yeah. Well, that sounded like some good potent, we got some good potent picks for the week. Uh, hopefully everybody gets to catch that and, or catch those and uh, gets to see um, uh, possibly uh, the circle this weekend. Uh, that way you can catch our review. Uh, probably we'll drop it probably next Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, but other than that, I think we're done for the night and everybody have a good one. Remember, you can always follow us at potent picks um, or potent pictures on um, Twitter and always please email us on potentpicturespodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll see everybody next week for uh, The Circle. All right, have a good one.